Hey everybody, Merry Christmas. Guess who it is? Your favorite tarot card reader, Tisa. So listen, we're in cappy season, you know? Things are feeling good. Videos should be up soon. I know you guys have heard of that a million times, but I wanted to say it a million and one. So what's going on, guys? Um, listen, let's talk. It's the holidays, and you know, I'm going to talk about Capricorn season and the ties that bond, right? The ties that bond us and also the ties that bind us. Family. Family. What can we say about family besides they get on my goddamn nerves? I don't know if you guys have beautiful relationships with your family. Um, my family... I'm not going to say that they're, I mean, we get along, we love each other on the surface and we laugh a lot, but there's like a strain of toxicity that runs through it and leave it to them. I'm the toxic one sometimes, you know, how it is with family. I think they're toxic. They think I'm toxic. It's, and repeat, what is my toxic trait? Well, let's get real, right? You guys. Never asked me. My toxic trait is the fact that I am one of the oldest children. I say that because we were all close in age. And I expect people to be able to bear the same amount of responsibility or burden that I bear. That's not true. I don't even expect them to bear the same amount. Because I bear a lot. Any oh, Shout out to older children. Anybody that's an oldest child or older child, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot that you deal with and there's a lot that you bear that you don't expect the younger kids to bear, right? And with that, it's like almost like you become like, what, a parent? Right? It's almost like you become a parent. Not just in the role of taking care of them when they're young, but when they get older. When they need something, right? You're like a parent. You're like a parent. You know, they need shoes. Your parents don't have it. I mean, maybe you guys are blessed enough that your parents do. Um, if they do, shout out to family planning. <laughs> they prepared for your future, but my parents, no, we didn't do that, right? My parents blessed us with the gift of life, the gift of happiness, the gift of laughter, it's a gift of gab. And that's about it. <laughs> that was the end of the gifts. They gave us brains. They gave us smarts. I mean, I like to think sometimes when the light hits me just right, they gave me the gift of a gene pool. But that's all they could give us. And, you know, in a perfect world, that would be enough. But we all know we don't live in an imperfect world, you know. Tell you, we grew up poor. We grew up a bit isolated. We grew up second. Supporting actors to the main show, the main character in our lives, which was our parents' relationships. So I guess you can say we grew up a bit neglected. You could say that. Right? Some might disagree. It's my truth. So we grew up like the way everybody else did, right? We grew up 
a lot of good, but also a lot of bullshit, right? Also a lot of bullshit. And for the most part, everybody turned out great. You know, nobody's in jail. I mean, great. I don't know what you are listening to this, but I am black American. I am an African-American descendant of enslaved people, right? And everybody in the family turned out all right. Nobody's in jail. You know, everybody's healthy. Nobody's on drugs. Um, shout out to anybody that has been incarcerated, is incarcerated, has dealt with chemical addiction or is there no shame in that i'm just saying that you know that's a whole new level of things to crawl out of i've crawled out of my own things but you know thank goodness by the grace of the universe that was not one of my burdens i that i needed to carry thank goodness i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for my parents i'm grateful for my family I'm grateful that I have been industrial enough. Growing up fucking hungry made me hungry. You know, I'm grateful that I've been able to hustle, find my way, land on my feet enough that I could support not just myself, but also support my family. Right? Shout out to anyone that's grown up poor in a big family. You know that hustle nature, right? By any means necessary, by any means possible. Sometimes those means really, I had some close calls, but... I'm here, right? I'm still here. Who sang that? Who sang I'm still here? It's a song. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I remember someone being like, I'm still here. Um, it cracked me up at the time, but let me get back on point, right? I'm always going off on some damn tangent. Tangent. I'm washing clothes too, if you guys can hear the dryer. Shout out. Shout out to household chores while I talk shit, my favorite activity. But yeah, let's get back to the ties that bind. So, you know, we have family. They do that, they do that, they do that. And the work we need to do to push back our programming our family gave us, both good and bad, and try to find a more equitable path, a more equitable distribution of happiness. You see, I'm getting older. And as I get older, I realize I'm tired. Now you might be asking, what am I tired of? I am tired of the ebb and flow. I'm tired of the pull and go. I'm tired of investing myself, my time, my energy, my love into people that don't seem to want to move further, to do more. I'm tired of seeing people I love that display the same behaviors that really bug me about myself, right? They, 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 give the same behaviors that really bug me about myself and they spit up back at me and it really, it bothers me, it unnerves me. Imagine seeing the worst of yourself reflected to you. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what I see, that's what makes me so mad. I have problems with procrastination 
And out of all of us, they procrastinate way more than me. I'm the most responsible one, and I think I'm a mess. And then I look at them, and I see all the things about myself I don't like, and I blow up, and I erupt. But then I want to help them, because by helping them, I'm helping myself, right? By helping them, I am helping myself. Makes me feel good to know that maybe I can make their lives a little easier, and they won't have to suffer the way I suffered. They won't have to endure the shit that I've had to endure. They won't have to do any of that. None of it. Not a thing. But they don't also realize, too, that the things that you sacrifice for people your loved ones. Let's take a step out. Whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, or the things that you sacrifice. Do people think they come easy? When you give your time, when you give your love, when you give your energy, when you give your body, when you give your money to other people, do they think that it was of no sacrifice to you? Do they think it came so easy that... They can take all your labor, your blood, your sweat, your tears, and just what? Cast it aside, laugh, throw it back in your face? Pick one, pick everything. What do they actually think is going on? And why do they think that's going on? These are questions that we need to answer, that we all should answer. Or maybe the answer is that we're all kind of struggling, right? We're all kind of struggling. All of us. And these ties, these behaviors, these shared beliefs, these shared stories, they're all what binds us together. The ties that bind family. But when's enough enough? I mean, hit me up in the comments because I genuinely want to know. <sighs> When's enough enough? Has anybody ever broken free from their family? Hmm? Has anybody broken free from like a relationship where you love someone, but you had to walk away because they were pulling you down? Has anyone? I want to know. See, here's the thing. That's my fatal flaw, right? My family. When it comes to relationships, I'll be quick to be like, fuck off. When it comes to work, I'm quicker to even say, fuck off. When it comes to friends, no lie, I can cut a friend off in a fucking second. It hurts. Friends, they do. But I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll cut off whole sections of friends. Because I don't want to be reminded of the friend I cut off. Right? It's like, literally. But when it comes to family, I can't. I'm incapable. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. I just broke something semi-important. 
yo, I think the universe is telling me to stop with my toxicity. <laughs> All right, universe, I heard you. Stop talking shit. Okay, okay, okay. Look, the glass just busted. But has anybody ever walked away from their toxic family? It's easier said than done, huh? It is. But sometimes you have to start to think, is it time, does it need to be done? Because have you ever heard that thing about like echoing, right? When you echo things, when you echo people, right? That's why leaving an abusive relationship I think is so hard. And I've, I've helped people leave abusive relationships. Because everybody acts like when you're in an abusive relationship, this can be men or women. Don't get it fucked up. Women abuse too. Different ways, but women abuse too. Not as much as men. <laughs> but women abuse too, right? But that's the thing why it's so hard to leave abusive relationships, isn't it? Nobody ever tells you that. Because it's not just the fact that you're in a relationship with an abuser. Because most likely, yes, the abuser is the nexus. He is the core. She is the core of your hurt, your pain, your humiliation, whatever. But think about it. Everybody in your life is an echo of the person that centers around your life. Now, healthy-wise, I'm a firm believer that we should all be our own nucleus. Being self-centered to me isn't a curse. True self-centeredness, right, is knowing that you are the center of your universe. Now, as a parent, you know, you have to, of course, look after that baby. But, like, to know that you are the center of your universe is to know, to me, that you are the most important thing in your universe. You are the first one. If the plane's going down, that you need to give oxygen to. You give yourself a hit of that oxygen as the plane's going down. And then you're strong enough to help those around you. Right? So to say that you're self-centered is really just to acknowledge. No shade. That when that plane starts going down, when it comes first, comes the shove, you, get the, you give yourself that oxygen hit first. And then you worry about everyone else. But when, so from that, when you're truly healthy and you're the nexus of your existence, then everyone around you is an echo. It's an echo. You're a fork and those vibrations attract like-minded vibrations. So when you are healthy and you know that you are the nexus, right, of your existence and you attract people that also recognize you as a nexus and they honor that. In their attempt to love you or befriend you or work with you or help you or whatever it is. But see, back to my point about abusive relationships, right? When you're the nexus, when your nexus is a toxic, pathetic, weak, cruel, demanding, sadistic person then even though they might be the nexus and you leave them, but odds are you've also surrounded yourself with friends. That while they might not be as toxic as your nexus, they're still somehow taking advantage or abusing you in some way. Because the ones that really cared about you, they kind of separated because they couldn't stand to see it. Or, you know, that toxic person was able to get it 
so that you look at them as enemies or they look at you as enemies. You know, toxic people do toxic things, right? But, and this is why it's so hard, back to my point, to leave abusive people. Because everybody mimics that shadow. Everybody is a shadow of a fucking sadistic piece of shit that's terrorizing your soul. The fucking demon are, are, are incarnate walking this earth. The epitome of misery and hopelessness. They're all a shadow of that. So when you leave the abusive person, all those shadows are now standing in the light. And you can't hide, they can't hide anymore. And as this world knows, we are human farm, right? Like who wants to be alone? Who wants to be alone with no friends? Sometimes we are. And it's by choice, but the choice is to heal. That's never our long-term plan. Nobody ever says, I'm never going to be friends, love, or even talk to another human being again. And that's on that. Nobody ever says that because nobody ever means it. If they do say it, they just saw some bitter shit in their line, right? Because it's unfeasible. You go crazy. But what happens is your nexus is also your family, your friends. Maybe they're not as abusive as an, as an abusive lover, right? We wouldn't go that far. But what happens when their existence, right? What happens when their existence is the nexus of your pain? What happens when by helping them you hurt yourself over and over and over? But it's gotten to the point that you don't even know how to stop helping them because it's become part of your personality. What happens? What do you do? Has anybody dealt with this? I mean, you guys want me to know how I fucking deal with it? You really want to know? I'll tell you. I run. Well, before I run, I curse people out. I get really upset. I curse people out. I yell at people. I scream. I become the villain. Because I know that if I become the villain, that they'll leave me alone. So I become the villain. I become mean. I become nasty. Because I want them to leave me alone. I want to become so hated and so disliked that they never talk to me again. Because I know myself, I am an air sign, I know my fatal fall. As long as they do talk to me, as long as they do come for help, as long as they do need my help, sometimes they don't even have to ask. Actually, most of the time they don't even ask. I'm literally giving my two cents. As long as they don't come to me, then I will feel no need to help them. But if they are around me 
And if we do spend time, and if I do see they need help, I will 100% help them each and every time because I love them. These are the ties that bond. But let's break it down more, right? Because this is Capricorn season. And the one thing we know about Capricorn season is it's all about building a family. It is. Like at the end of the day with Capricorns, that's what their goal is, to build a goddamn family. Right? To build a family of friends, a family of blood relatives, to actually build a family. All right, fair enough. But when you're building family, you have to keep in mind the messages that you are told, the messages that you internalize, the messages that you live your life by. What were the messages that I was told? The messages I was internalized, that I internalized. That I was put on. Shout out to anybody that had religious parents, right? It's probably why I'm always talking shit about the church, the mosque, synagogue, right? I literally am always on some fuck organized religion. Do I believe in God? Yeah. But I also believe that the church of God is a man. Fuck organized religion. It's nothing but an ego of another man, another human that looks just the fuck like me. Thinks like me, talks like me. Because we're both human, right? Telling me that they have a direct pipeline through God. If you had a direct pipeline through God, you wouldn't be sitting here casting judgment, worrying about what I'm doing, right? It's like I told my good friend many, many moons ago, God doesn't care whose dick you suck. The preacher, the imam, the rabbi, they might, but God doesn't give a damn. He put you on this earth for bigger things. If you think about it, he even put that dick in front of you, right? I mean, not to be vulgar, but this is a conversation we were having. But let's get back to my point. I know I go off tangents a lot. What are we going to get? back to where we're supposed to be right uh, anyway for everybody raised by religious parents right my purpose god put me on this earth was to help my family my mom told me that at a super super young age and every single time i tried to worry about myself she kept telling me no 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 my mission on life my thing on earth is to help others and you know what honestly Maybe she saw something I didn't. Maybe she's right. I mean, I do spend most of my time helping others. And I enjoy it. But how much was written by preordained faith? Or how much did my mom make sure that I carried the gift and the curse that's been had for generations? Hmm? How much? Nature versus nurture. I don't know. How much? How much? How much? So that's my story. That's my origin story, right? And then you guys saw the Joker. That's my origin story. That's how I came to be. Every time when I was little and I tried to look out for myself, I had my parents. My mom specifically saying, no, 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 no. 
can't be so selfish as to look out for yourself. You can't be so selfish as to think about yourself. What about everyone else? And I would look and be like, well, what about me? And my mom would be like, no, 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 no. You're always going to be all right. You're gifted. You're blessed. You're this. You're that. You have sparkling eyes, right? Alive with intelligence. You'll be okay. Worry about everybody else. And I get it. Right? My mom had the best intentions. She came from a family where everybody was the fuck out for themselves. They actually still are completely out for themselves. Right? But back to what I was saying. <sighs> The ties that bind. So now, every time I want to step away and just worry about my own damn self, I hear my mom's voice. I hear that the, her voice became mine, and now I hear my own voice saying, no, 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 what about your family? What about my family? But you know what? What about my family? Because the older I get, the more I start saying, well, hold on. What the fuck about me? What about me? 